0: Welcome to the Lock Sports Cast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 53, recorded June 5th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Lockpicking Raccoons, first pick of the Alpha ED Cam Lock, Packlock 200K patches, Rucco sleeves, advanced tension tools, updated lockpicking belt counts, unpickable locks, lockpicking criminals, sales, and giveaways. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the ability to post full show notes with links, but you can always find those at thelocksportscast.com. Start the show off with a quick announcement. This is the one-year anniversary of the Lock Sportscast. It has been one full year without a single missed episode. That's fifty three weekly episodes and five interview episodes. I want to thank everyone that's taken the time to listen and subscribe and to all of you who have supported the show with uh, your time by tuning in each week to listen, commenting, leaving reviews, sending me notes, letting me know that you're enjoying the show, sharing the show with your friends, and sharing information for me to use and Some of you have you know supported the show with your talent by sharing your videos and articles, helping me with technical issues. And sending in suggestions for improvements. I appreciate all of that. And I also appreciate all of you who have uh, supported the show with your treasure by donating or signing up on Patreon. All of you are very much appreciated. It's been a great year and I'm honestly overwhelmed by the amount of support that I've received already for this show. And I'm looking forward to another great year. First story is brought to you by Pocket Woman, another story of lock defeating animals. She says, this story has been published on many sites, but recently resurfaced on Facebook. It was also published in the Reader's Digest story of the eight smartest animals that learn even faster than you. Says, if you're planning a whimsical animal burglary, you'll definitely want a raccoon anchoring your squad. In a bizarre 1908 study by ethologist H.B. David, raccoons were able to pick complex locks in fewer than 10 attempts, even after locks were rearranged or flipped upside down. Various studies conducted from the 60s to the 90s found that raccoons also boast impeccable memory, able to recall solutions to tasks up to three years later. And that got me wondering what they meant by pick complex locks. And I came across this article called In Defense of Raccoons. And the article states, an important series of behavioral studies was conducted in the early 1900s on their intelligence and cognitive abilities the results were published in 1907s in the American Journal of Psychology by ethologist H.B. Davis. Davis studied the abilities of 12 raccoons over the course of 3 years. What he was especially interested in is whether they could learn to pick locks. In each experiment, he baited a box with a piece of food and the raccoons had to figure out how to manipulate the device to open the door so that they could retrieve a snack. He locked the door with a button A gate hook, or a bolt. Sometimes he used a latch that had to be moved sideways. Other times he used a latch that had to be rotated towards the animal. Sometimes a lever would function only if the animal pulled on it, and other times the raccoon needed to press down on the lever. Sometimes he used multiple locks on the same device to make things even harder, like two buttons, two buttons and a gate hook, a push bar, a bolt and a button, and a lift latch, and so on. Sometimes the raccoons could operate the locks in whatever order they wanted to open the door. Other times they had to operate them in a predetermined order if they wanted to get their reward. Raccoons eventually learned how to operate 11 of the 13 lock types that he tried. Most of them mastered each lock type in fewer than 10 trials and had no problem learning to reverse their actions, such as if the latch had to be shifted left instead of right or to memorize the order in which multiple locks had to be operated upon. After waiting more than a year between experiments with no practice, the raccoons immediately remembered how to operate individual locks and only required a quick refresher to remember how to deal with the combinations. Subsequent experiments suggest that raccoons could remember the solution to these sorts of problem-solving tasks for more than three years. Davis compared the performance of the raccoons with rhesus monkeys. He concluded their learning ability was at least on par with the primates. In fact, he suspected the raccoons might have learned a bit faster. Quote, indeed, the monkeys would seem to be a little less clever at the start. End quote. So, basically, they didn't learn to pick locks in the way we understand to pick locks, but they did learn how to solve some problems um, and open different types of locking devices. Anyway, interesting story. You can read the full text of the article at the link in the show notes. In community news, it would appear that Georgia Jim has posted the first public picking video of the Alpha ED cam lock. We haven't been able to find any other videos of it. It is a 14-pin multi-directional Japanese dimple lock, as he describes it. Basically, multiple rows of pins coming from different directions into the keyway. He makes pretty quick work of the lock. Very impressive working there. Uh, Good job, Georgia Jim. Packlock posted an update to the 200K patch contest results. They said, hello, everyone. Big thanks to everyone who participated in the creation of our 200K club. From the name to the designs and to everyone who voted, Logo C ended up getting the votes to come out on top as the official design for all 200K club patches. We've selected a few members of the community from various countries to oversee the distribution of the stickers in their respective countries. The responsibility of ensuring an honest pick into the 200K club will be at their discretion, and we're counting on the community to help figure out the best way to organize the 200K club. Special thanks to Pickin' in Paradise for the US and Fitsona. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and I apologize. For the UK and EU for helping to distribute patches to all the awesome members who will be joining the club. They'll be the main points of contact for acquiring patches and we trust that they'll keep the 200k club patches exclusive to Legit Picks. There was a little back and forth on the comments as to what was going to be required to be able to qualify for the club. Ultimately it looks like they've settled on a picture of the lock with the core rotated without a key in it. A nice clear picture should qualify you. And I messaged Pick in Paradise and he sent me a little uh, blurb to read out on the show. The message he wants people to know it says that Packlock has had the patches made and are sending them to me and Vistona to distribute. We will be shipping these out to members. It is an honor system of sorts, but a photo of a Packlock 200K seven pin lock with the core rotated qualifies. I prefer to receive an email. The email address is mrpickinparadise at gmail.com so that I can easily sort the request. I will likely set a day of the week aside to address these uh, and send the patches. Vistona and I are working on a 200k club shirt, which I will be accepting pre-orders for. Stay tuned for the club shirt design. Those will likely be the same cost as other club shirts or slightly more due to likely not ordering as many. Also, there is another club shirt in the works by Mick777OZ that I absolutely love, and I think his logo is awesome. But the undisclosed club shirt will be a challenging one to be a member of. It's a step up from Club Med. Nice little tease there. Stay tuned and see what that's all about. And I thought I would share Artichoke 2000's latest video. It's uh, part three in his Gin series comparing the Ruko 500 sleeves, he compares the two types of Ruko sleeves, the oval cutouts and the circle cutouts. It was interesting to see him demonstrate and compare the two. And having never picked them myself, I was actually surprised which one was more difficult to pick. So very interesting video, and I really appreciate the time and effort he puts into those. So I thought I would share that here. New products this week. We have a set of collector patches from Covert Instruments. They say this pair of patches is our initial offering of what is to become our specialty patch collection. These will only be obtainable through 2021 and then will be gone forever. New collections will come every year. Interesting designs. So if you're into collecting patches, that's something to look at. And Brainy Picker shared a post on Instagram by Killer Maru Industries. I actually wasn't familiar with his Instagram account, so uh, thank you for pointing me his way. Very interesting stuff. Now, I'm going to kind of read the description that goes with this, but keep in mind that it doesn't read real smoothly because it's not a native English speaker, so let's go through this. The range of the Advanced Tension Tool is now complete. The available version is V3. Work as a shock absorber and prevent stuck The pick in keyway. Works great on mushroom and serrated pins. Medium feel amplification, silk touch. V4, work as pressure regulator and feel amplifier. Work really good on spool and custom pins. High feel amplification sometimes can achieve an automatic opening. Not sure what that means, but sounds interesting. V4R same as V4 but more sensible and an extreme feel amplification due to the adjustable spring tension can be hard to master at first and is high precision instrument so is indicated to someone who already had experience with the V3 or V4. If you are curious, brother Rook Knight have made a great video test on his YouTube channel. And I went and found that, and I will link that in the show notes as well as the original Instagram post. This Rook Knight's description of his video says a look at Killer Maru's picks and new tension wrench. Killer Maru has been a pick maker for 20 plus years, lives in Italy where he makes and sells his picks. He's also an amazing inventor and a fantastic member of this community of lock pickers and lock sporters. So it's interesting. I watched a uh, Rook Knight's video, and I think he tested the, if I remember right, he tested the V3 version, and it has a spring inside of it that helps amplify the feel of what's going on inside the lock. Sounds from the description like the other two do as well, but I'll be interesting to see some other people get these and test them. I'd be interested to see what the other versions actually work like. Moving on to the Lockpickers United belt system, we have an update that was posted in Reddit of the current belt counts. We had white belts, 815. Yellow belts, 1,336. Orange belts, 1,656. Green belts, 552. Blue belts, 188. Purple belts, 94. Brown belts, 46. Red belts, 36. Black belts, 57 for a total of 4,780 participating. I'm not actually sure if that's just the Reddit or if that's a combination of the Reddit and Discord, but interesting to see the spread there. Looks like they're still the typical fall off right after Orange Belt. You get a lot of participation, and then at Green Belt where you gotta start making videos and disassembling locks, it seems to fall off pretty quick. As far as new belts awarded this week, we have John Locke earned blue belt and says, I know it's not the biggest accomplishment, but I'm very proud. And he should be proud. As, as you can see, the number of people that actually make it through out of 4,780, the percentage that actually make it through to blue belt is pretty low. So congratulations to John. Uh, very well done. Now, purple belts. Yom1973 on Reddit earned a purple belt this week and then immediately earned a brown belt so i also get to announce their brown belt lock so purple and then brown in the same week congratulations to yam 1973 also in the brown belt level we have sterling lucky mclockface jr and gravity karma who then immediately went on to earn their red belt <laughs> so i'm announcing gravity karma as a brown and a red belt very well done and that will be it for the belt announcements for this week. Congratulations to all of you. Very, very well done. For anyone who's not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, you can head over to the Reddit, to the uh, r lockpicking subreddit. Check out the belt ranking information page. You can also check out my podcast number two, Breaking Rules and Getting the Belt to Find Details. There's also a YouTube video by... John Locke, I believe that created that, so go check that out, get a good explanation of what it's all about, and join in. Now it's time to take a quick break, say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Producers for this episode include my Patreon subscribers, we have Bill N, Medler, PandaFrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, William's Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, PH Picker, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Cherell, Mog. And John Locke, thank you, John Locke, for joining Patreon. Really, really appreciate it. Chief content producer for this episode by a neck. One story is Joshua Gonzalez. Um, he beat out Rune and Charel at the next level there by one story submission. Uh, content, other content producers for this episode, we have Brainy Picker, Charel, jo- Georgia Jim, HV Logic, John Locke. Lockmaker Tattooer, Mr. Black Magic, Norlin, Panda Frog, Pocket Woman, Rune, Sir Paradise, a.k.a. Picking in Paradise, uh, Starry Lock, and Tony Varelli. So remember, the show is only possible because of the information and support sent by you, the community. So if you value the podcast, please help return some of that value with either your time, talent, or treasure. Um, send in news, links, events information, giveaway information, anything you can come up with that's LockSport related that you think there might be some value in the community knowing or that they might just find interesting. You can send it to me at the email podcast at locksportscast.com or just tag me in a social media post. That's a quick and easy way. Um, Terrell tends to do the tag me in a social media post. Some of the others uh, like to send me emails. Some people send me direct messages on social media. Any way you can do it works, I'll get it and I'll store it away in my database for use on the next episode. You can share the podcast with your lockpicking friends either in person or online. If you do it on social media and you tag me in the post, I'll get an entry into my giveaway, which I also will get you an entry into the giveaway if you send me information. Uh, you can leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. You can leave a comment and a thumbs up if you watch this on YouTube. You can subscribe and donate on Patreon or PayPal. If you do join the Patreon, you do get a private RSS feed that will give you access to the audio version of the show a little early when I'm finished producing it. Usually it's about a day for regular episodes or about a week for interview episodes. You can go to the support to find all the different ways to help the show or contact me. And if you support the show with a donation or information I use on the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. Quick note on State of the Podcast. If you happen to use the Apple Podcast app on your Apple device, you may not see my new episodes on the same day I publish them. There's nothing I can do about it. Recent changes to the app and their backend systems are not performing well. Um, I've seen delays of several hours on my recent episodes. Other podcasts that I subscribe to have experienced delays of over a day before the episode shows up in the app. I recommend that people start using a different app. There are a lot of alternatives. You can find a list of some of them at uh, newpodcastapps.com, which all of those are podcasting 2.0 compliant and use all those new features I discussed last week. Or you can use something familiar to everybody. Um, I use Overcast. That's my favorite currently. Uh, So something to think about. If you want to get the episode on time every week, you might not want to use the Apple app. If you would like to send me feedback, go to com slash contact. If you want to, re, you know, send in a note, you can send an audio, vi- video, or written note. And if it's, as long as it's safe, I will read it on the show. Just let me know, hey, I wanted to say something on the show. Here's what I got. And, and uh, I'll get it on the, the, the next episode. Well, this week there were several videos and claims of brought to my attention about unpickable locks so a youtube channel called stuff made here i covered a while back that they had made a lock that was they considered to be un- unpickable and after lots of encouragement he made a second lock and sent them both to lock picking lawyer uh, i'll just read the description to their most recent video that they put out simultaneously wi- simultaneously with the lock picking lawyers video it said approximately people have asked me to send my Unpickable Lock to Lockpicking Lawyer. I decided to do you one better. I'm sending the Lockpicking Lawyer two Unpickable Locks with different designs. It'll be interesting to see if he can pick them. If so, we'll fix those issues and make them even stronger. And I'll also include a link to a behind-the-scenes commentary that uh, he put together during a live stream for his Patreon supporters, he's published it to YouTube, which is a kind of a director style commentary on the video making the version two lock. And I'll also include a link to the lock picking lawyer's video where he attempts to pick both the locks. I don't think it's any surprise at this point that he does find a way to get around both of the locks. It's, it's an example, in my opinion, of lock picking lawyer at his best. He is excellent at looking at a lock and discovering a way to defeat it. He knows all the different techniques that we use and he has a great gift for looking at a lock and figuring out what techniques are going to be applied to that lock and be successful and then doing it on camera. So very well done. He's already made some suggestions back about how to fix some of the problems and they've already started implementing those. So. um This is a great collaboration and could result in a real fruitful product that is unpickable eventually. So definitely good to see they're on the right track, not unpickable yet, but on the right track. Then we have another video that was posted this week entitled a 3D printed unpickable lock. The description reads, last year I made a 3D printed unpickable lock. I mostly made it to hopefully prove that unpickable locks are possible despite what many people think. It's an interesting design that kind of follows the same principle, although very different implementation, but the same principle as Stuff Made Here's locks, in that you're separating the phases of uh, inserting the key and testing the pins. They're, They're two separate different phases. Stuff Made Here does it by you have to rotate the key, which disconnects the key from the pins, and then the pins are tested. This one, you push the key in to disconnect the key from the pins that are going to be tested, and then you rotate, and that tests the pins, because there are two cores. There's an inner core that the key goes into, which has its set of ball bearings, and then you have an outer core, which can either have a break between pins and a ball bearing that will allow it to rotate, or... The pin can be across the shear line of that core that prevents it from turning. And theoretically, you can't test that until you've pushed the key in and disconnected the core or the inner core. So, interesting idea. Be interesting to see if uh, he'd be willing to send that one to lockpicking lawyer, see if lockpicking lawyer can uh, look it over and find a way around it. And then Rune sent a link to a website on my Discord for a patent to an unpickable padlock. Device. It's not a padlock itself. It is a device that you encase an existing padlock in that's supposed to make it unpickable. It appears from the patent paperwork to be a two-part or two-piece metal case that you put an existing padlock in that restricts access to the shackle, making it a shrouded shackle padlock. Also restricting access to the keyway and all that. And with an optional magnetic ring around the keyway to attract any metal picking tools, a neodymium magnet and a ring around the keyway. Uh, it also has a slot for the key to go into, which it says can optionally rotate. So if it doesn't, would mean the key would have to be cut down and made very weak to to be able to rotate the core inside. If it if the slot it goes through doesn't rotate, and from what I can see from the drawings. Also, the slot can be quite a ways separated, depending on the lock you stick inside it, can be quite a ways separated from the actual keyway of the padlock inside, which would mean that the key would have to be extra long. As best I can tell from the crude drawings on the patent, ultimately, what it comes down to from the verbiage on the page and looking at this person's Twitter page, the main goal of the site is to link to as many dubiously relevant pages as possible to get a lot of Google SEO and to try to sell these patents to either lock companies or, as he says, IP law firms, uh, patent assertion entities to pad their patent portfolios. And he doesn't really seem to care whether that is lock companies or patent trolls, just wants to sell these patents that's my reading of his saying that they are of av- the rights are available to ip law firms and patent assertion entities so i'm not impressed with the design i'm not convinced that it would be unpickable i am convinced that it would make picking more difficult but i also think it would make operating the lock extremely difficult and from the design run the risk of novice users breaking keys off inside this armored housing which would then be very difficult for a locksmith to remove or deal with afterwards. So not a good design, in my opinion. It's just one of those, let's put more barriers in the way and make it more difficult to both use and pick. But that's my take on it. Uh, if you're the, runner, the operator of that website, feel free to reach out to me and set the record straight. But that's the way I see it. And for my locksmith story this week, we're going to step away from the American Key Supply stories this week. To a story that was actually published in a couple different online papers this week. It looks it appears to be out of Ireland. Uh, the one I'll go with here says, A toddler in the Midlands was rescued out of a car over the weekend after almost an hour of being locked in because the key malfunctioned. Quick action by a local locksmith, who then refused to take payment, has been warmly praised by the child's parents, Claire and Peter Donnelly, from Port Arlington. Peter stated that their little girl Maya had remained blissfully unawares and fast asleep through the forty-five minute of worry that her parents went through. Connor Nolan from Jack Nolan's Locksmith rushed to the family's home to unlock the car and was sympathetic to Peter and Claire in their distress. The parents have publicly thanked him for his kindness. Peter said, We just felt that Connor's generosity and kindness needed to be highlighted and some exposure for the business in such hard times. He was so understanding of the situation and dealt with it so well. Peter then publicly thanked Connor on Twitter as well, said, Just wanted to say a massive thank you to Connor from Jack Nolan Locksmith in Port Leisha. Our 16-month-old Maya was locked in the car due to a key malfunction. I rang Jack, and he immediately sent me Connor's number. Connor was an hour away from us at the time, said he would come straight to us. He arrived just 45 minutes and had the car unlocked in less than a minute. He refused to take payment for the job as there was a child locked in the car and it had been stressful enough for us. An amazing, kind gesture, which we are extremely grateful for. So that is your crazy locksmith story for this week, and good on you, Connor. Moving on to lockpicking criminals. Police are warning as, quote, skeleton keys are used in Rushcliffe vehicle thefts. Police investigating the theft of Ford Transits using a skeleton key are warning users to consider buying additional security to protect their vehicles. Following a recent warrant at a farm in Rushcliffe in April as part of Operation Sahara, officers seized a Ford Tibby lockpick which are typically used by locksmiths. It appears they're referring to the Tibby lockpick as a skeleton key. It was clear from the scene that Ford Transit and Ford Ranger vehicles were targeted and a skeleton combination key device was found next to a dismantled car. The tools, which are readily available online, are used to gain access to certain makes of vehicles. The warning comes after proactive policing work as part of Operation Sahara, which cracks down on criminals who commit crimes in rural areas and steal off-road vehicles from outbuildings, farms, and businesses in Nottinghamshire. Nottinghamshire. I don't know how they say that over there. The operation, launched in December 2020, has already produced some fantastic results. Officers are now urging Ford drivers to be vigilant and take extra precautions. Rushcliffe Neighborhood Inspector Greg Craigberry said... There has been an ongoing problem with overnight thefts in and around the rural villages in Rushcliffe. Following the warrant earlier this year, we found a skeleton key on the floor next to the targeted cars. We would ask Ford owners to consider adding additional security, such as steering locks. The key enables criminals to break into vehicles at will, and we know that devices have been used across the country in similar incidents. Although tradespeople's vans weren't targeted in this incident, we would warn them to always remove valuable power tools from vehicles at night and also consider investing in after-purchase locks. The skeleton keys are legitimate locksmith tools, and people often buy them online as they are easy to purchase. Officers are continuing with their investigation following the searches after two people were arrested on suspicion of theft of a motor vehicle. They have since been released under investigation. They also say we would advise vehicle owners looking to avoid these types of break-ins to keep the following in mind. Park your vehicle in a busy area when you can and within sight of a CCTV camera for added protection. Whenever possible, store your valuables and tools away from your vehicle. To help recovery, register your tools with the mobile register and mark them so that they're easily identifiable. Anyone with information on skeleton keys being used to target vehicles, is urged to call Nottinghamshire Police on 101. The next story is entitled, Flat Screen TV Rolled Out in a Cart at Sonora Walmart, of Sonora, California. A pair of men may have thought that using the side door to wheel a new flat screen TV right out of the Sonora Walmart without paying would work. They were mistaken. It was around 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday when a clerk at the store noticed two men pushing the cart right out the automotive department door. Sonora police officers caught up with them in the parking lot where the TV was already loaded into the hatchback of their vehicle. While confronting the suspects, officers also provided the barcode to employees who confirmed there were no purchases made for that TV. A search turned up a rubber container with drugs and two metal lockpicking devices. Both were subsequently arrested for burglary and placed on $7,500 bail. Moving on to sales, we have uh, the usual. We have 3dlocksport.com, 10% off with the code LSCAST10. That's L-S-C-A-S-T-1-0. Good for 10% off at 3dlocksport.com. Thanks to Tony Varelli for setting up that code just for my listeners. We have... Buy Mako code at makolocks.com for 15% off. Should still be good. Again, I was in a rush and didn't actually get that checked. Same here with the uklockpickers.co.uk. 10% off with the code gift. Didn't check it this week, but hopefully it's still good. For giveaways this week, Lockmaker Tattooer has started a giveaway and says, I want to try doing monthly giveaways. Every month, give away something that I've made. This month, it's a dimple flag with a zebra wood handle that I turned myself. Hopefully this will motivate me to make things. All you need to do to participate is pick a lock with the hashtag LMTJune21MakerGiveaway. You can either post a picture on Reddit or make a video on YouTube picking a lock or picture of lock, or picture of picked lock, any lock, any level, I expect better pickers will pick better, more advanced locks, but whatever. Giveaway ends June 30th. Mr. Black Magic is still holding until the 10th of June his Lock Magic 200 giveaway. This is the last call. The giveaway ends 10th of June, so you only have a couple of days by the time you hear this. Hopefully you catch this beforehand to get over to his channel, read through the rules, basically pick a lock on camera and without any cuts perform a little magic trick that's unique uh, right after picking the lock the giveaway again 10th of june last call get your entries in remember room picker does his giveaways on saturday usually where he gives away the challenge lock he picked the week before so you can head over to his channel check that out panda frog is doing his monthly giveaways the june video is up the hashtag for june is hashtag panda frog 21 june the rules, pick a lock with the keyway facing away from you. He's, that idea evidently was Norland's idea. Uh, shout out is nice, but not mandatory. Use the hashtag and comment under the June video to make sure that he sees your entry. CLK Supplies does their weekly lock boss giveaway. I'll have a link in the show notes so you can check out the rules to that. Some really great prizes, so if you're into the giveaway thing, check that out. Starlock and Pocket Woman do the Shoutout Monday series, where they highlight channels with fewer than 100 subscribers and try to incentivize people to go check those out by having a giveaway. I don't have any updated details on what's happening with that yet. Uh, I know Pocket Woman said there were going to be some changes coming, so stay tuned for those. The Lock Sportscast. I do my monthly giveaway. I know I'm behind. I'm sorry. Really busy with the interviews and the episodes and trying to figure out this uh. Stuff with the Lockheed Awards website. I apologize. Uh, But if you send me information that I use in the podcast or you share the episodes online and tag me so that I know that you shared them, I will get you an entry into the giveaway. And I have the option of getting one of my custom Packlock 100As with my logo or a $20 gift code to hooligankeys.com. Lots of good stuff over there for you to get. So uh, just keep sending in the information, keep sharing the podcast like you do anyway, and just make sure I know about it, and I will get you entered. Remember to send me any information you have that's locksbar related, even if you don't think it's important. It might just be the bit of info that I need to complete my episode. If not, no harm done. I really appreciate this whole year of support. You guys have been amazing, and I don't even know how to thank you for uh, helping to keep this show going. I really couldn't do it without all of your help. Um, So thank you. Remember to keep it legal.